Hello, hello and welcome to Putting It Together, another episode for you. My name is Brian O'Sullivan and this is the Creative Conversations podcast. As you probably know, how are you? I hope you're well. Uh, we're well into February now. It's Wednesday the 12th already. And that means that the new season at Play Pie in a Pint has started. This week, the first play of the 2020 spring season is by Sean Hardy. It's directed by Ron Bain and it's called Camino. It stars Lewis Howden, Irene Allen, Keith Fleming and Kim Gerrard. And that's all available for you until Saturday of this week. So that runs till the 15th and it's every day at one o'clock. Do get down if you can. This, this is a whole new season about to start and this is kicking off in style. So I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. I'll probably see it in the next couple of days. So that's uh, that's exciting. Things are kicking off again. And for me, um, I've been away playing music for Irish dancing once again. And I'm also getting back into a wee bit of writing. So things are uh, a, a sort of nicely quiet at the moment quiet enough that I can bear and uh, busy enough that I can bear too. So that's good. All good on that score and uh, I hope that you're well too. I'm trying out a few new things with sound actually. It may not be apparent at all but I'm working on some very specific little tweaks um, to make the studio better and I'm not even talking about buying things. I'm just talking about the way we use the mics, um, little, little bits of software things that I'm messing about with. Anyway, I don't know why you need to know that, but it's just, it's a long time in the coming because um, so much of this job, if you can call it as a job, um, is just getting the episodes out and it's nice to actually start to feel like that's got a bit of a flow to it after a couple of years and now I'm starting to get into the very finite details, finite? No, acute, small details of um, how it's produced so I guess because I've got a wee bit of time on my hands I'm thinking more about that anyway the episodes are coming thick and fast every Wednesday there's a new episode for you this week my guest is Kirsty McDuff and uh, we worked together on one of my very first jobs actually uh, a panto and some some strange far-flung little places um, and we've remained friends ever since partly because of our wonderful dog Ruby but partly because she's a very good egg and it's good to talk to her about um, what it is to be to be expecting a baby in this business and how that affects your work prospects and then also she's thinking about when the baby arrives which is going to be quite soon uh, what will happen then to work how will she keep the work going and how will how will the baby's uh, presence affect the day-to-day I mean obviously it's going to be huge but it's just good to talk about that stuff because it's it's becoming more of a prescient conversation as it should um, so I'm glad to talk to her about that but I'm also glad to talk to her in general because she's my pal and that's nice and uh, shortly after we did this interview we actually did a nice Burns event together a Burns supper and we got a chance to do some music together and really nice um, it's good to work with good people isn't it people that uh, get what you're on about and, and you know when you have a shorthand with people you can just get on with it I like that um, you'll know what I mean if you've worked with anyone more than a couple of times you, you get that sense that you can just um, skip kind of all the preliminary stuff and just do the thing. So yes, what a pleasure. What a pleasure to talk to Kirsty, and uh, a pleasure to be alive. I'm just a wee bit tired at the moment because I've stopped having caffeine in my system and I'm still adjusting to that. Um, no headaches anymore and I've, I've cut down on the sweets in a big way. So I am finding myself a bit sluggish but also overall uh, better for it, a bit more level, which is nice. I feel on the level but I am going to now go and lie down for a little bit. Um, just to try and to try and get the rest of the day some energy for the rest of the day. 
So I, I don't know how you feel about that, whether you've, let me know actually, uh, what's your relationship with caffeine, because mine has been a, a checkered past, and uh, in the last week, I've really changed it for the better. Um, I have had these things before, where I've had periods of on and off, um, so I'm not making any big promises, but for today, um, I had one cup of tea this morning, the rest is decaf, and it seems to be working out quite well. So, I hope whether you're filled with caffeine or completely substance-free, wherever you're at, I hope that you're well, and I hope that you're able to take a wee pause in your day while you listen to us and have a wee chat, because that's kind of part of the, the remit here, is just to, to leave you with a bit of space in our lives um, to consider some some long form ideas um because everything's very quick you know we're running about a lot and i'm not preaching because i'm doing it um but i do find one of the things with the podcast i love the most is that um there's a, a relatively long amount of time um to sit with ideas you know um which we don't do that much so it's nice i hope you enjoy it and i hope you um, have a wee bit of a break from whatever's going on or it, it provides at least some respite as you continue to do your thing so yes here we are it's me and Kirsty McDuff, and we are putting it together. But I didn't realise we were going to slide all the way down it. You slid. <laughs> so we slid all the way down it, ended up my back um, right. with mud all over said trousers that I was going to wear. Right. Coming here. Okay. So then I got home was like I can't wear these trousers to Brian's so I had to <laughs> grab the nearest pair of trousers that I could they were black trousers they were really comfy I thought oh, these are great trousers these are really comfy and I was like oh these are my jammy bottoms <laughs> that's why they're so comfy <laughs> that's why they're so comfy so um yeah here I am that's all right though in your house with my jammy bottoms on but I want people to be comfortable I know we've had many chats on jammy bottoms yeah we always there's a lot of that actually I most know. most of our <laughs> time has been spent sitting on a couch talking in jammies. Putting the world to rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup of tea in one hand. Oh, how is Ruby the dog? Ruby the dog is really good. She, she's beauty, isn't she? I know she's five in January. Is she? Yeah. Oh. She's five in January and she's been like, it's quite interesting at the moment. Um, can she sense? She can sense. She knew I was pregnant before I did. Really? And I'm not even kidding. Yeah, like I was on one side of the door doing the pregnancy test and she was crying on the other side. Oh. And like, that's not a thing. Like she, she she's pretty an independent dog. She likes to cuddle, but... But she does kind of get on with it. She does get on yeah, with usually, it. Yeah, yeah, she's cool with her own devices. If you let her up on a couch, she's like the happiest dog <laughs> in the world. Yeah, this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> happened to me. Um, but yeah, yeah, she knew it was, it was so mad. And then ever since that, she's she doesn't really like me out of her sight number one and right number two if i sit on the couch she has to like have her head or a paw near my tummy or, or near oh, my legs i know taking care of the wee she's baby taking care I that's know. so sweet i know and she's been less kind of like jumpy uppy right okay um and also if she sees a bad person which is anyone in like a helmet or a, a hat that's a bad person anyone in a hat <laughs> i agree with you ruby <laughs> these they, hippies they get a massive big woofter Right. Like really bow wow wow style and it's more apparent since I've been pregnant. Wow. And I guess she's just like properly trying to warn them off. My mum's got a baby. Ha ha. Oi, oi, get away. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Either take off your hat or get out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I yeah. love I love the mentality of dogs. Not that I know what it is, but what I imagine <laughs> the mentality of dogs to be. That guy breaks the letters. I'll get him. <laughs> he hates the post. What is that about? I don't know. And it's always the same. I mean, around here, it's the same guy. Yeah. 
who always does it every day. So they know who it is. Like I know. they recognise the same smell. Everything about it, but then they still think that the, the postman's like the devil. But then when they get my dogs, when they get up to the postman, they're like, Oh yeah, I did <laughs> So from behind the window, who the fuck? <laughs> and then they go up to him, Hi mate, how's it going? I imagine they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've just recently got rid of, the, well, not got rid of, we've recently got a, a doorbell installed. Right. So she's all of her life, all of her five years of being alive as a dog, she's known a chap at the door. And that means she creates merry fuck. Right. Like, bow, 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 everything is getting. Oh, I remember like, actually, yeah. Total, the biggest thing. And you you jump out your skin when you hear it. Yeah, yeah. But now this doorbell, she's not quite mastered that that means someone's at the door. <laughs> she's not figuring it out yet. <laughs> so there she is like lady of luxury lying on the couch and then she'll see me get up to go on the door and then all of a sudden it's what? like a delayed <laughs> going bananas surely it's only a matter of time before she realizes i know i think it is yeah i think it is i think she's soon gonna tie the two together pretty pretty promptly now thinking back to when we first worked together i actually tell you what this is this is why it came into my head not because you were coming here for the podcast but because you shared your live location with me when you were driving here yeah and i've never really like i've done that when i know people need to find where i am uh-huh like if i'm in town and i'm like i'm here yeah but i've never followed someone's journey <laughs> so i was watching and i'm like huh She's gone in the M73. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Just like kind of judging. And at one point you were at Rutherglen and I went, that's funny. We first met in Rutherglen in the town hall. I know. Did that, we? It was in Rutherglen town hall, but that yeah. also popped into my head when I was in Rutherglen, yeah. when I saw that there was loads and loads of roadworks on the M8. Um, yeah, we first met doing Rutherglen Panto. What was it? Aladdin. Aladdin. Yes. Mm-hmm. You played a sort of a... I don't know how much we should say or not say about this well it was it was a, an aladdin from the old it was an days, aladdin from we say. i played empress dingaling <laughs> no, okay <laughs> this is just not it's still happening but that, that i think it's happening less than no god well i don't think so it said copyright 1977 at the end of that script that's an actual true story no yes don't believe you <clears throat> no it's true so well that explains quite a lot it does explain a lot but it, was, it doesn't explain why it was still getting used no there was quite a yeah we just had to kind of rewrite it as much as we could yeah i think everyone's done a, a panto like that where they just go okay so we'll use the script as a starting point yeah 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 and then just as much as possible but i don't think my chinese accent got any oh, better god <laughs> i can't believe that that was the thing obviously someone told you that that was that was the thing that was what you were to do yeah that was horrifying yeah it is still happening Wow. Round up and down this country. I think <laughs> gradually less and less, but oh God, isn't it terrible? But yeah, who, who else did I first meet in that? There was loads of people. Yeah. There was so a whole squad of people. Storm was in it. Oh yeah. Um, Richard Gray, uh, Anne Matheson. Anne Matheson, yeah. Danny. Danny. Danny Redmond. Redmond, that's right. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, Cameron Brown. Yep, yep, yep. Oh my goodness. I know. What a laugh. We had I such know. a laugh, eh? It really was. Loads and loads of fun. Just totally daft. I know. And then it it was the, the oddest thing, a touring panto. <laughs> Toured to three miles down the road in I Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> and then a further three miles to Livingston. And we went to Livingston as well. <laughs> Bizarre. And I think, was that the one that had the dragon in it? Oh, I don't remember a dragon. There was a, there was a production that had a... Why was there a dragon in Aladdin? I mean, why was there a dragon in anything? Were the Motherwell oh, College uh, no, Musical Theatre right. people in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I met one of those girls the other day. 
uh-huh. and like I still know her. She works at the stand and stuff. And uh, I said, I think I know you from doing this panto. And she was at Motherwell at the time. And there were three different casts. And yeah. in each cast, there was a dragon in a big red cartoon dragon suit. Yep, you've just brought it back to me. Right? First, <laughs> I mean, I can't remember why. Was it the baddies, like, assistant or... No, I think it was a good it was a good dragon. Well, it's just like a sort of and baby. he escaped and saved everyone. <laughs> How does that? That's not even remotely connected to Aladdin. It's not, is it? But we went with it. Apparently so. But there was one. I remember one day in Rutherglen, the stage was about two feet off the floor level. It's like a rostrum <laughs> thing, and the dragon kid was walking. The costume. There was one costume for all three of them. So of course it did, fitted some of them better than others. And I don't know if you were there this day or around at the time, oh, but. No. This kid couldn't see properly this dragon costume. <laughs> was this a new kid? A new dragon kid? No, I mean, there were three of them and they had all done it before. But on this particular day, you know how you get a bit dazed sometimes <laughs> and it's, you suddenly don't know where you are? Well, this happened to her, but she was inside the costume. Oh my gosh. And she's walking to try and make her exit, but she's got confused as to which direction she's facing. So she's walking directly down oh, stage no. and she's going to walk off the front of the stage. Oh no. I've never done it in my life, but during the show, from the piano, I went, Stop! <laughs> Not to stop the show, just to stop, to stop her. Because nobody stopped the show, but she just stopped in her tracks. Oh my God. <laughs> I, if I, I'm really glad that I wasn't on stage at that point because I would have got the giggles <laughs> to no end. I'm terrible for the giggles. Oh, are you really? <gasps> oh, really, really. If something sets me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at a thing last week and um, it was a Burns thing and there was a speaker and the speaker was talking about, let me just try and say it right so that I don't say it wrong, but was talking about Seamus Heaney. And he said, hey, machine And I was... <laughs> That's all it takes. Absolutely, totally not utterly gone. Tears were like jumping out of my eyes. <laughs> my shoulders were shaking. And there was a guy next to me and he was also tickled by it. So the more he laughed, the more I laughed. Oh, it's hellish. I hellish love it when there's giggle. that one person in the room and they just... And then you end up laughing at that person. I know. We'd all be laughing at you. She's I gone, know, she's I gone. Know. Well, the table weren't, and it was all like, everyone was in fancy dresses and <laughs> oh, stuff, no. and I thought, oh no, I'm going to have to leave the room. Oh God, did you have to sing at the Burns thing? Yeah, I oh, did. What were you singing? Um, so it was from, so we did um, A Man's A Man, which is a Robert Burns musical. Oh yeah. We did yes, that yes, at yes. the Fringe last year, yeah. so this was just excerpts from that, so we sang the Tia Haggis song, mm-hmm. and um, then we performed uh, Tamashanter. But they were, if I'm right in remembering, they were split by about four hours, these two performances. <laughs> yeah. Right. That so, doesn't make the second round very easy for you, no, does it? At no, a Burns no. Night? No, everyone was pretty well oiled. Oh, man. So the first, so we started, Haggis was before the Haggis came out and that was brilliant. Everyone was all ears. You could hear, hear like a pin drop. Perfect. 7pm or whatever. Winning the dream, absolutely everything. And then we were meant to be on at 11, but didn't actually get on until about 11.30. Oh, God. And... <laughs> folk were steamboats but you could see the amount of whiskey champagne beer yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's difficult to say no mm-hmm. it's which i think was going on yeah yeah oh god i did a corporate once for um a christmas night out for a company and it was um gary mcnair and i had done this alternative christmas show the year before at the arches it was called war on christmas and it was a story of a, a an asda santa uh-huh. Um, who was visited upon by three ghosts so it was kind of a parody <laughs> Christmas thing and his name was Barry and he was he loved pretending to be Santa but he learned the true meaning of Christmas through Aww, the ghosts that's nice that wee story it was, it was good and it was kind of dark and weird and a bit chaotic because we'd made it up the archers had given us like two grand and said okay whatever you want just mm-hmm. don't just leave us alone <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> so we just sat in the basement and made up this mad show 
Um, anyway, the following year, a mate of Gary's who runs this company said, will you do the show again for us for our works night out? Or mm-hmm. night in. They had a sort of a place above their offices, which used to be a theatre show, a theatre school. Uh-huh. So they had like a little black box space. And then this other bit was a bar and all that. We said, yeah. So I was rehearsing the James plays at the time. Uh-huh. And then running across in the evening to rehearse with Gary for this thing. There was no heating in the place, right? <laughs> so middle of November or early December. And a year ago, we did the show. So we're trying to relearn a 90 minute two-hander right. for a one-off performance oh with two rehearsals um, <laughs> and we had one person who was kind of designing it and putting the making up a sort of scenery type thing slash lights sound i mean it was absolute mayhem and what we didn't reckon on was the fact that they finished their work at four o'clock mm-hmm. and started drinking oh no nah. and our show was at half seven <gasps> And they all had, they hadn't even left the building. So they had solid drinking time. It wasn't even like they had gone for a meal. <laughs> they were just <laughs> in the office getting steaming. Oh, and then we had to run through the, the bar area in mm-hmm. costume as a kind of a lure to get them into the show. Like it's oh to start the God. show. And they were all like, what the hell is going on? And then once we started the show, they all just like stormed the stage. They were singing because <gasps> we did parody songs of Christmas songs. They had lyrics in them that, like, you know, explained the story. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they were just singing the original. Snow is falling. All around me. <laughs> On the stage, I'm like, can you please sit down? <laughs> just getting really pretty. If you don't listen, you won't know what the story is, please. It was a total disaster. It sounds like they had a great night, though. They had a wonderful time. I don't know if they know that there was a show, but they had a wonderful evening. They Just singing the Christmas songs as they know them. <sighs> oh, man. It's funny what we do, isn't it? I know. I mean, like, for a gig. It's all a bit silly, isn't it, sometimes? Do you ever have that feeling when you're in the middle of something? Like, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, I, I remember having it quite strongly, and this was also a funny moment when we were doing Chicago at Pitlochry, um, and it was razzle-dazzle. Yeah. And we were doing these, it was Chris Stewart Wilson, amazing choreographer, oh, yeah. and we had like these brilliant, like minimalist um, yeah. choreography sequences. And... I remember the guy who was playing Billy Flynn that we'd done like a hundred shows. This was like one of the last ones. And for some reason he he kind of forgot his words. So he he sang like Give him a show that's so splendid <laughs> And don't you know that you're the best and <laughs> it's like totally no, it the words, not the words at Brilliant. all. It's meant to be give him a show that's so splendiferous. splendiferous. Row after row will be, be vociferous. vociferous. Yeah, so splendid. We're we're standing, we're standing there, kind of looking with like these kind of clown shape right, poses. And you're sort of jazz hands out, jazz hands, and go. we're about to come in with the harmonies, and I'm not <laughs> kidding. I was like, what am I doing here? This is killing me. This is making me laugh so hard, but I can't laugh because I just need to get this. It's amazing the Harmony things the, the things that come into your head as a cover <laughs> that you think that'll work. I mean, you don't have time to think, do you? And then it comes out and you go, why did I think that of all things to say? I know. Well, I, start, I started to think of my toes and I was like thinking, I've got a pinky toe and then I've got another toe. Is that toe. what you do? Yeah, sort of just mindfulness to try and, exercise. Absolutely, just to try and get my mind back in the game. But then we were on stage for like 20 minutes and it just kept coming back. Like yeah, the thought you keep of it, thinking of it, don't you? Tickle, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but I did think in that moment, what am I doing standing here like a clown, thinking at my toes? Yeah, yeah, this is, this is my life. I often think, uh, my mum says to me, what did you do at work today, son? You know, that's in my head. I'm like, how do you even explain this? I know. There was so, one day I remember getting lost in the middle of a scene in a, a Shakespeare and going, 
I know, like, I know what the story is. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll just keep going and make try and make it sound <laughs> kind of Shakespeare-y. But I've no idea. I mean, I've seen, I've said many times in this show, I've seen older actors like improvise Shakespeare and keep in the meter. Yeah. Which is a whole different game. But I just was like, I know I need to get where I need to get to. So I'm going, <laughs> and, and I, I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> forsooth, don't you think that really at the end of the day, you know. Come on. <laughs> or whatever, you know. <laughs> or something like, I mean, it wasn't as bad as that. But in time you're in your head, you're just screaming, what? <laughs> Why are you doing that? Awful. I know. It's mad. But then you, we just get used to like, that that's our life. Yeah. And there's a total buzz out of that feeling, isn't oh, there? Is. There's, no, there's like, nothing better. It's horrible at the time <laughs> when your mind is gone. And sometimes it, the right words just come out. But when your mind is yeah. gone and you're you're really digging into your, your trousers to find whatever the it's hell the word is, mad. it can just be a word. One um, word, yeah. I just did a Christmas show where my first <laughs> word in the second act was firewood. And that was the prop that I was carrying. <laughs> and there was a day when the tabs went out and I was like in my head going what is it again? <laughs> I'm holding it under my arm. And I did that thing where I just went, I just like, you know, you open your mouth and just see what, put air through your lips and see, firewood, and it just came out. But there was no kind of, I yeah, it's amazing. It can actually just go. And it's not the complicated bit. The less lines you've got in a scene, the more likely you are to Do make you know, an absolute dog's dinner of it. It's the same with a song. Yeah. It really Simple can be. When yeah. you're like, uh-oh. The... So I was in Switzerland uh, in December and I do lots of singing out there and it's a five-part harmony group. And I had um, Let It Go from Frozen. Oh, so you did. You told me that, yeah. My lordy, see that first line? Um, The snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a footprint to be seen. Actually, the first couple of times I had to write it on my arm because... It's not the easiest line though. No, and it's not even... Like, I'm pretty good at imagery and stuff, but... The snow glows white. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And sometimes they didn't get the snow glows white on the mountain tonight. What did they get? <laughs> I don't know, but it wasn't like that. <laughs> it just I had wasn't to just, that. I've just erased it from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing a gig with a guy, Ed Reed. I'm sure he won't mind me saying. He's absolutely brilliant entertainer. And uh, he, he, we do, we're doing like a one-on-one gig for this woman... Uh, and she was in a sort of assisted living she had down syndrome and she really loved uh musical theater particularly the sound of music mm-hmm. and for however through art link they had organized this thing where we would come in i had the piano and ed was going to sing all these songs and it was just like this amazing <laughs> one-on-one i don't know how it came about but it was great and could ed remember the words to um my favorite things <laughs> at one point he said schnitzels and schnitzels and schnitzels with noodles no no absolutely not i'd be gone and i was gone just play just vamp of course i have no clue and he just but he just does that he'll just smile and keep going not and then we get in the car and i'm like what the hell was that ah, no, he's cool. unflappable oh it's brilliant oh man. where else do you get a laugh like that i mean i mm. couldn't i couldn't do a, a normal job now like what would, how would i do that i don't think i could either um we're all equipped at this point i think absolutely and i think i need these little perils of absolute hysteria and madness to, yeah, yeah. to get me going it's part of the that's one of the the sort of fringe benefits of doing this job is like the kind of mad laugh yeah i love when you're in a green room and someone says oh we're not going to get to your scene for it's going to be a bit late sorry i'm like <laughs> great i'll just sit here and drink tea and talk crap with people i know for hours no bother 
he can get really into the crosswords and the Sudoku as well. Yeah, and highly competitive about yeah. or like some topic. Oh. No, no, I think it was I think it was nineteen eighty six actually. <laughs> well, we'll look up. We'll look up. Perhaps we're both right. You're I just know. like <laughs> got people I, against the wall. I know, but when else do you get that opportunity? I know. Life is so fast that you don't really get the time to sit down and really have a good debate or a big. Yeah, it's like living in a big mad flat with a load of strange actors. Mm. You just go all sitting about drinking tea, talking rubbish. Yeah. Amazing. I know. So tell me about this Switzerland thing. It sounds amazing. So this is the third year that I have been to Switzerland. Right. Um, we go to Zurich. Um, and basically it's a group of uh, five of us. Um, all from here? No, absolutely not. So I'm from Edinburgh. The also Diana Randolphy, it's her company. She uh, is also from America, but she lives, she's based in Scotland now. All right. Um, and so it's her and then Richard Lewis who um is the pianist but he also sings too. Cool. So we're the three from Edinburgh. Um and then there's Mark uh, Calder, he's up north in Inch, he lives. Right. Um so he's the tenor. Um and then we've got Shan who's the soprano, she's from London. And then there's Donald and he's from LA. So he gets flown over. So you all meet in Zurich. So we all meet in Zurich, yeah. Not having had any kind of rehearsal generally until we get there right right <clears throat> so we get one afternoon and you've learned all your parts right they've learned all their parts oh, and it's wow. just about putting it together um which from when i did it for the first time three years ago i was shitting my yes. pants because i knew i knew my things but i didn't know that how strongly i knew them against whatever the hell anybody else was going to be singing against me. But I suppose if you learn it in total isolation, in a way that might be the best way to deal with harmony. Absolutely. You have no concept really of the other parts. Absolutely. But I think some people can't, some people just then get kind of excited by someone else's part and then Go off, find yeah. themselves on that part. How do you, are you listening to it or reading it from the sheet music or what? But both. Right. Um, I, so I'm, I find really difficult to just sit down and learn a thing like even mm -hmm. with lines and stuff yeah um i need to be active yeah yeah so like i'm pacing up and down usually pacing up and down doing the dishes yeah. out with the, out for a dog walk just something else and apparently that's a kinesthetic learner it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so doing something else makes it go in for me mm -hmm. um so for me it's about like audio like I, I kind of batter the things out on the piano like my tune my notes mm -hmm. um but if there's a bit that i'm struggling with and i need to really really look at the dots and kind of see where it goes up and down and of course, and yeah. see the jumps and the leaps um so yeah getting that all in your head and it's such a wide range of music so we it's christmas time so we do lots of christmas stuff and that right. stays as is every year so like carol the bells and everybody's got their own wee solo number so you know all that stuff the last three years of just repeating right yeah uh, absolutely and then they add stuff Oh, lordy. They <laughs> add. Oh, wow. <laughs> so this year we added a Wicked Medley and a Frozen Medley. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, fun. Absolutely. Um, but also scary. Yeah. Like, I haven't ever sang Defying Gravity before, but I had to sing it in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> and who's it for? Like, who are the audiences? Um, so again, that varies. So the company's been like going back and forth to Switzerland for about 25 years. Right. Um, they started off as singing waiters um, uh. so that was the Randolphy singing waiters what was like the title um, and they were pretty renowned actually um, like could work a lot of the year mm -hmm. not just in Switzerland and, and Norway and France and Italy um, 
And now the kind of waiting table part of it has kind of gone by the wayside and it's just more like the Randolphy singers. So people come, they come to a hotel um, and they pay to have their set meal and we, oh, we're right. like the entertainment. Ah, oh, see. But there are also like corporate gigs as well that we do and that's um, like there's a car company, um, Emil Fry. So we went and we, um, they were, it was just like a normal Sunday um, and they had people in looking at the cars and we popped out. No way. <laughs> yep, in, in fancy dresses and just sang like the flower duet and 60s medley, 40s medley. That's bonkers. It's mad, but brilliant. And then um, they sometimes have Christmas parties. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's varied. Sometimes you go to people's houses. So they fill up your calendar while you're there, just all different yeah, things. Yeah, it's all filled out before we wow. go there. So we've got a kind of itinerary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of my favorite jobs that i do yeah um it's just the the people are so lovely and you're so so well looked after oh it's one of those it's one of those it's nice to have one of those oh, in the diary isn't it oh man because it's not all of them no <laughs> and that's like three weeks of your december it's nice um you're staying in these lovely lovely hotels and you get fed oh my really oh, man you get fed so well ah so nice that makes a difference to the spirit especially around christmas absolutely and then you come back and it's nearly christmas and then you just kind of get on with it so you don't have to do a christmas show no does that ever sadden you though sometimes i feel like i'm maybe missing out on something back here mm. and then i see my friends and you think end. of rutherland town hall and you think <laughs> no <laughs> no i'm not i'll be fine in zurich thanks very much <laughs> <laughs> I see my friends and they're all a bit like wabbit. Uh, <laughs> see us in January. Yeah. No, no. Please and they've no. got no soul left because yeah. they've been doing two and three shows a day. And I think, oh, actually, that was I. I got off lightly there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I've done that. Uh, a bunch of gigs in America in November. There's there there are the gigs there, and sometimes I do them, and sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Irish dance gigs, and it's like that's it's like long hours, hard work, but well looked after get to see some cool places, you know, go to different places and then you come home and it's nearly Christmas you don't need to do any more work and yep. everyone else is doing a Christmas show and sometimes you're sitting at the piano thinking, ah, oh, it would be nice to be. Yeah. And then when you've done your 50 or 60 shows at Christmas, you're like, oh, it would be nice to be at the piano. I, maybe the grass is just always greener on the I other know. side. I think it is. I think it's nice to do a wee bit of the one thing and then a wee bit of the other thing. Yeah, absolutely. You crave the other thing, you know. You totally do. And I think that, um, yeah, it's... It, I just feel really lucky with that job. Yeah, um, hang on to it. I am gonna, and that's the thing. Like, if there's a year that I can't do, yeah, I could get easily replaced because although it's mm. a massive, massive learn, like it really is. There is so much repertoire, and mm. even going out there, there's guys that's like Sean and Mark have been doing it for ten, fifteen years. Diana, twenty five years. Wow, they know so much repertoire. I'm just like kind of learning every year a wee bit more. Adding on, yeah, yeah. So I know that. If I don't do it, there'd be someone else to fill the boots and then that would be it. That, that ship's gone. That's it. So as soon as you take one year off. I know. Does that mean you're taking the wee baby to Zurich next yeah, year? Yeah, it is. And actually they were so, because I'd only just started showing when mm-hmm. I was in Zurich at first. <laughs> at first, like putting on the fancy dresses, it did kind of look like I'd been in like an all you can eat buffet like just this kind of <laughs> just belly based just belly yeah yeah um and like we were chatting about it and i was like can you can you tell and they were like mm, it just looks like you kind of like pies <laughs> <laughs> which is fine which is fine but then actually people knew me from the year before and they would get a bit curious and i would just say yep i'm pregnant mm-hmm. and that therefore meant that people were really excited about it and oh, that's nice. um because we've been going back and forwards and people know who we are 
they've already said, look, come back next year. We'll arrange, we'll arrange for it to happen. You, you can bring your partner or you can bring your mum, mm-hmm. so they can look after the baby, or we'll, we'll get you a room that means that it's like child friendly. So I'm feeling pretty good. I've already kind of been asked to go back next year. So that's great. Yeah, baby's already booked. But then it's it's <laughs> kind of high on our agenda right now in our business about childcare, about working parents yeah stuff like that so i suppose this year is going to be different for you yeah do you know apart from the zurich thing do you know what you're going to do um well it's really scary and i think that i've been a bit of a hypocrite in the sense that i at first didn't want to tell anyone about the fact that i was pregnant because i thought oh god people casting directors and directors do need to make these quick rash decisions and i totally get it sometimes they've got minutes to make a call um minutes to make that cast and it's easy just to put someone in a box if you think of like a red amber green Mm -hmm. well you just get rid of the amber folk because you either need a no or a yes and i thought having been pregnant would potentially put me in an amber box if i fitted the bill in every other way so i just thought i'd keep it quiet and then i thought actually there's you can't really tell I'm pregnant unless you look at my tummy Mm -hmm. so I can still work and actually it's just about my mind and that was really helpful to kind of then think of it that way and still get in the room but obviously if there's a play that's or anything that's going to be on in May or June I probably don't know if I can do it (laughs) because I don't know when the baby's going to make an appearance when's it supposed to be 24th of May but they say think of it as two weeks later because then because apparently the average term, full term, is actually 42 weeks in one day. Really? Is the average, yeah. Instead of 39? Instead of 40 weeks. Oh, 40. Why do you think it was 39? I don't know, but I'll tell you something else. You're pregnant for 10 months, not nine. Yeah, you just... Man- mental. No one talks about this. No one. It makes me <laughs> mad. Why are we not talking about this? <laughs> so are you into like all reading loads of books and all that? Obsessed. Are you really? Totally obsessed. I don't want to do a whole pregnancy podcast, <laughs> I but I am interested. <laughs> I don't know anything about that stuff, really. I know. I've never been pregnant, you know? No, I'm, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what have you learned? Are you doing it, things different? Have you got an angle? I've got. Have I got an angle? Well, the thing is, right, so the, the angle I'm going down is this thing called hypnobirthing. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's lots of people out there who've maybe tried it or lots of people that say, I right, that's never going to work. Um, but that's the angle I'm going with. Mm-hmm. And hypnobirthing is all about um, trying to stay positive and it's about like making your mind in the right mindset. So I'm, right. I'm doing the work now. It's all like meditation and breathing exercises. Um, and the theory is that um, the fear, like the fear of giving birth, the fear of the pain mm-hmm. causes a lot of the pain. Right, so if you arrest that before, so if you adjust that and like think of like positively and 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 like change your mindset, mm-hmm. then you're getting rid of the fear. Therefore, the pain won't be quite so significant. Mm. Um, and it it's kind of like when you're tense, you totally cleanse up, and that's the worst thing you yeah, want to be doing true, when you're yeah. trying to give birth. Yeah. So I'm doing this thing called hypnobirthing, um, and just trying to have a positive, mindful pregnancy. Mindful, I like it. I yeah. try to be mindful, you know. Yeah, but it's, um, it takes a lot of retraining, I think, because we just we're conditioned to do the opposite. Absolutely, we're conditioned to be like, okay, so next, what's the next thing? Totally. And once and you watch advertising, that's all based. That's none of that's based on now. That's based on get this and then. Yeah. Even if it's the simplest things, I mean, there's one I keep seeing. It's uh, um, uh, patches for pain relief. Right. They've been showing it on. I watch Fraser in the morning right now because I'm not working in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And every morning I see this 
I use these patches for pain relief and it gives me, I have a good day and all that. And uh, I just think, you know, it's, once you've got this product, basically your life is going to be fine. Whatever it is, whether it's a car, That's a the pain relief patch, whatever it is. Boom. You know, and then, and then, and then, and then. Yeah. So we're not used to being in the moment. No, and I think like, I spend quite a lot, well, not so much now, but I've certainly been a worrier quite a lot of my life. I yeah. find that worry 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 about everything but what i've learned to do is like think of like the worst case scenario mm-hmm. so the thing that you're worrying about and then think of the worst case scenario and think of the best case scenario and play out the worst case scenario in your head and it's never actually that bad right the chances of it actually becoming the worst case scenario. yeah yeah well i do a similar thing uh, it doesn't really involve the best case scenario sadly but <laughs> i just think of the worst one and i go okay so if i'm worried about it then i have to be okay with the worst case scenario yeah. Like I have to be at home with that. Yeah. In case that happens. Yeah. Rather than spend the time worrying about it, I can spend the time looking at it and go, okay, let's actually be be deal with that. Yeah. And then I can leave it alone maybe. Yeah. It doesn't always work. No. But like I, I say, it's like retraining, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot of years. It is. But the mind's a really, really powerful, important thing. Yeah. I think that I used to get myself in a state about additions, like particularly if right. they were a week away. Spend the whole time just like, what are you, what are you? Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, what if, oh, oh gosh. And every time I think about it, I just, my stomach would flip. Mm-hmm. But actually that's so not helpful. And the more that, like, even when the addition comes, whether you've done all that worrying or whether you haven't, it makes no fucking difference. <laughs> that's true, yeah. All of that stress has made no, it makes no effect. It, well, and that's true of everything. Apart from makes you in a worse state. It's probably making it worse, if anything. It's certainly making it better. Yeah, the prep is useful. The prep, of course, that's the but most the important thing. Just, you know, no, with anything. I know, but it's funny how you don't change from like like that's like as a child. I remember my <laughs> mum looked out not that long ago. My primary one report um, from Mrs. Ford said, "Kirsty worries and prepares for the day that never comes." Oh, in primary one. Primary one. That's really sad. They got me right though, yeah, and I've never changed. <laughs> <laughs> Learn nothing in your whole school career. Nah, but I'm alright with that. I'm I'm okay. Yeah. Because I know how I work now and I can stop the worrying so much. I worried a lot in the first trimester of being pregnant because Yeah. I think that's understandable. Yeah. You're not really allowed to tell anyone about it. Yeah. And also when I when you tell the doctor they tell you that it's one in three pregnancies end in miscarriage. So that's like such a high statistic and I've yeah. got so many friends and experiences of people that have struggled to get pregnant or um have had miscarriages and it's just like a scary scary thing um so this thing that you want the most and and seeing the two blue lines on a pregnancy test you think that's that's you sorted and then all of a sudden there's this like you're scared to fart (laughs) don't let anything come out (laughs) no no no. stay in i know i remember the first time i did a poo after i found out i was pregnant (laughs) i was like baby am i gonna squeeze it out like what really happens here <laughs> yeah i mean we've really got to get okay with the biology <laughs> we might need to talk about this <laughs> are you sure you're reading the right books <laughs> i am now <laughs> that's funny i mean occasionally i've thought to myself just in a moment of clarity i've gone think of all the worrying i've done up to this point <laughs> not about one specific thing yeah. just in general has any of it actually made any impact any positive impact on what's happened no, no. and how many of the things i worried about came true less than not 1%. very many yeah i think it was was it Mark Twain? I've had a lot of troubles in my life and most of them never happened. <laughs> That's me all over. Yeah. Imagine them getting you in primary one. I was, um, Brian, uh, Brian is, you know, whatever it is, clever or c- could be good if he stopped talking so much. <laughs> Basically that was, and it fr- through school, through primary, secondary, the lot. 
if Still. he stopped talking so much and listens <laughs> and look at me now on my podcast talking away <laughs> i'm trying to learn to listen i was up on oh, i'll tell you a story about me listening right, right. everybody listening i'll tell a story <laughs> I was away on retreat up north at an, an abbey that I go to and I was chatting to one of the, the monks, right? Uh-huh. And uh, I thought to myself, this is just like an episode of my podcast, except I'm not recording it. Because suddenly I found myself fascinated by this person. I just want to know about the person. So really, I just want to get out of the way. Yeah. Ask an open question and sit back and let him. I didn't want to get in the way of, of finding out as much as I could about this guy. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, maybe the podcast has taught me some stuff. Wow. But the irony of me t- telling you that story to illustrate the point is just delicious, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> a little pearl of wisdom. Yeah. Now, you're one of these people who's got a, a partner who isn't in our industry at all. I know. And I love that. Yeah, me too. I love getting the chat from that because you bring Neil to the theatre, don't you? Bring him. I mean, he comes yeah. with you to the theatre, yeah? He does. Sometimes not so willingly. Right. Well, um, so, Come on, that'd be good. <laughs> but he really enjoys it once he's here. Right. Um, yeah, he is a software programmer, mm-hmm. so he's got he's a very clever man. He's got yeah. a clever job, um, but he he's learned so like to completely appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because when you go with a non-theatre person to the theatre, you kind of get a real, real kind of reflection of what the theatre piece is. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he's not got all this. Oh, why she got her back to the audience? Or not that I really think that, but like. Just like all I think, these preconceived yeah, ideas we've got a bit of an inner dialogue of oh, what, I wonder why she's playing that. Oh, I would have played that. Do you know what I mean? There's right, yeah. an inner dialogue that probably a, a non-theatre person doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoy bringing him to the theatre and and his kind of real life yeah. interpretation of what's going on. It's Brian. I know. Oh, yeah, we did go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did come to see you in Christmas Carol. And this is the thing, there's kind of no filter with a non-theatre person sometimes as well. Yeah. And the first time you came on stage, he didn't recognise you. Um, this was oh, yeah. when we came to see a Christmas Carol. Did I say that? You did, yeah. I'll say it again. We came to see a Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, Brian came on stage and I said to him, look, that, look who that is. And he kind of just like looked at me as if I was mad and then watched a wee bit more. And then you came on the next time and he said the loudest in the loudest fashion oh, there's Brian <laughs> I didn't hear it sadly I, thought, I wish I had oh what a redneck <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was doing uh, at stage school we did a bit of uh, excerpts from Jesus Christ Superstar uh-huh. and uh, this lad Derek he was the only one who had long hair so he played Jesus and he was on the cross and there was a little kid someone's like little brother or sister running about three years old run down the centre aisle when <laughs> we all heard him on stage the kid went <laughs> somebody help that man <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's not it's not really toddler material is it jesus christ superstar not even remotely i used to love it when i was a kid though what jesus christ superstar yeah did, did you yeah something no. about that you know have you ever seen the film mm-hmm. see when that school bus comes tearing up the hill at the beginning yeah it's there's nothing there's just the desert and then this bus <laughs> this american symbol that we know from movies and then they all just pile off the bus and they're like it's kind of like Yes, this is the place where we'll do our play. It's the only time I ever think that worked. That yeah. thing of like the framing device. Yeah. We're going to do a play. Because yeah, I've been yeah. in plays where we've said we're going to do a play. It and doesn't work. Life. Yeah. <laughs> what musicals did you like when you were a kid? I take it you did. Yeah, no, I did. Um, I really loved, I loved Oliver. Oh, um, yeah. And I was in Oliver. I played Bet. 
which I don't even know if she's a real life character or whether they just inserted what in the book you the mean character. Um, no, the the musical. No, I mean like it's bet really in Oliver Twist in the book. Uh huh. As in Nancy's sidekick. I'm not sure. No, I need to read it again and, and look for bet. I don't it. know if I ever read it. Anyway, I was in. I was Nancy's sidekick. Yep. And we did a little bit. Would you buy shows? Anything? Yeah. Don't you know what the words are? Um. So I did a little bit of that, and uh, I was the one that found Nancy's body when she was dead. Were you? Yeah. Is that what happens? Gosh, I can't remember. I know. It's funny when you try and yeah think back, but yeah. So Oliver Twist was definitely one of my faves. Um, Lemes. Oh, you like the classics? I like the classics. Yeah, I like yeah. Lemes too. I'm looking forward to seeing the new production. Mm. They've changed it all around and stuff. I'm gonna go see it when it comes to Glasgow. Yeah. Absolutely. Did that you see great. it when it came to Festival Theatre in Edinburgh? No. Did you see it? Oh, you were, were you was, working? Yeah, that's my double life, you see. Ah, you're lucky in that sense. I know. I work as a front of house manager at the Kings in the Festival Theatre. So you've seen a lot of free shows. Yeah. But yeah. you see snatches of them and then have to run away and do work. Yeah, absolutely. That like must be annoying. Like the panto this year at the Kings, I kept... <laughs> and you keep seeing the same bits. Of course. Because you'll, you'll count the tails and then you'll come in or you'll deal with a complaint and then come in. Yeah. So it's the same bits that you end up seeing. So it's quite difficult to try and avoid seeing any of it. So yep. the best thing to do is just like make sure you see it early. Right, try and see the whole thing early yeah. and then just And then, then you ignore. Yeah. <laughs> see the same five <laughs> minutes every day. It's drive you mad. But I took my mum to see Les Mis when it was in Edinburgh and right. it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I've seen it a few times before, but this definitely was my favourite. Oh, good. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. It's amazing that a thing like that can, can still be going. Oh, isn't it? But it's it's epic. It is epic. So it has a life. I know. Some of the stuff I love the most is the stuff that's been going for the longest. Yeah. Love the women in black. I'm mad for the women in oh, black. It's scary though. So scary. Holy shit. I want to be in that so much. That's come to the Kings. I know. I'm going to see it. Oh yeah. For like the tenth time. Oh, that's <laughs> wee super fan. I'm a geek when it comes to the women but in see, black. But see, every time you've seen it, has it scared you the same amount? No, because I know all the buttons. I know. But and I've seen it so many times that I know where all the bits are, but I love he- being with people who don't know <laughs> what's coming. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bit where the, uh, with the door handle, I don't know if you remember. Yeah. And whenever someone puts their hand oh, on the door handle, something happens. Yeah. And as that's about to happen, I know it's about to happen, but no one else in the house <laughs> does. And I'm like, oh, you guys, <laughs> you wait. And then, ah! I know. We've got some, because we had the exorcist at the Kings. Ooh, is that scary? Oh my lord! Really? Yeah, really scary. Ooh. Why do I keep seeing all my lordy today? Know. Do you think you're not allowed to swear on the show? Um, I've oh, been trying to curb say? my oh, swearing my a little bit. Oh my fuck! That was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curbing the swearing in advance of the child coming. So, right. Okay. You're so hip no swear. Hip no swear. Yeah. But um, yeah, we we sometimes have ushers who request not to sit in. Oh, <gasps> really? Because you can imagine if you're actually quite a jumpy person. Yeah, that's true. And then there's bangs and stuff. They're like not cool with the scary stuff and the usher is the kind of person who's sitting at the side who you you kind of look to for almost not reassurance but you know yeah this person's got it they know what's going on they'll open the doors <laughs> if there's a problem and if they're sitting there going ah she's like i don't know if this guy should be in charge of the doors absolutely they can't be enjoying it too much <laughs> no that's true or hating it too much or hating it too much either imagine you worked as an usher in a small black box though and you hated the show because you can't let let on can you no i often look at ushers in the travelers and i think i wonder what do you think of this i know and you can't you kind of do need to just go into your own mind sometimes Be because blank. like if you've seen it 
like a big run like Panto. Gosh, how many shows are in that? And if you've seen it like forty times, yeah, it's crazy. difficult. But then I'd have know? notes. <laughs> like, do you mind if I'm up backstage? Because that is annoying me. I know, but because of fire fire evacuations and also first aid incidents, which is a blinking thing that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, especially Panto. You've got lots of young people, lots of old people, right? Yeah, and I think also coming to the theatre, people have went out for a big meal. Mm-hmm. They're fed, they're watered, they come into, they've maybe been cold, they come into a warm environment. Right. And it's the first place that people have a wee faint fit or a funny turn. Mm-hmm. What about dying? Have you ever had someone die? No, I haven't actually. Because it does happen. It does happen. Yes. I've been lucky. I've had scary things like um, people being knocked down outside the building. Oh no. And then we're the first kind of protocol and then I'm first aider on duty. So then you've just got to like deal wow. with it. And that's really scary. And heart attacks are scary too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It seems to happen at the RMO a lot because they have quite a, an older audience. Oh, gosh, absolutely. A lot of people faint. You go down there, it's hot, it's full. Yeah. They have a pie and a couple of drinks and then they go... Ugh. Absolutely. I've been in a few RMOs when people have... <laughs> but they're used to it. They just go, yeah, like, get them out. Put them in the <laughs> lift. Pull them out. Shut them upstairs. The hair. <laughs> Don't stop the show, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, for any reason. Have you ever been in a show that's been stopped? Um... Do you know I haven't? We did one together where there was a fire alarm. <gasps> oh, we did. That was. We all had to go out to the car park, but we won't count that. That was Rutherglen, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or Hamilton or something. Or Hamilton or something. Like yeah. Was that an actual show or was that a dress rehearsal? No, it was a show. It was a show because I remember standing outside with the full audience. <laughs> and it was in the middle of your scene, one of oh, your gosh, scenes. It was, I remember yeah. you were on stage and then we were all standing outside and you have to go in and pick it up. Where we pick it up from? Oh, God. It's <laughs> long enough as it is without a half hour standing in the car park in the middle of it. I know. Not that I'm resentful. But evacuations happen in the theatre quite a lot. That's the other thing that I'm kind of in charge of. Oh, okay. Getting everybody out safely and <sighs> making sure that the fire isn't a real fire. Because it's mostly not. No, hairspray. That's your common cause. Hairspray. Or the pyros at Panto of if course. a fire alarm hasn't been disabled. Right. Because they isolate, don't they? They isolate them. And they say it's not good to isolate. But that's more no. from a mental health perspective. What am I talking about? <laughs> so, what would you? What would be your kind of uh, dream year of work? You know, if you could pick it. Dream year of work. Um, I basically just want to keep working. Like, I just want a continual. I don't mind a week off in between, but I just like to keep working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't been. I haven't performed in the Lyceum before. I haven't mm. performed in the Trav. So, looking ahead, my dream year would be. A wee, a wee, one of each. A wee stint of each, yeah. And then, um, yeah, working with NTS, maybe going down to London, being at the national, that would be a dream come yes, true. Yes, I want to go to the national um, sooner rather than later. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that would be a dream kind of year. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. And then, of course, the wee baby. And the wee baby. Do you know if it's a boy or a girl? I do. Do you? I um. Shall I tell you the story about how I know what it is? If you want, okay, eh? right. So twenty week scan. Here we are, and we had kind of hummed and hawed. Are we going to find out? Yeah. And then I, we both went in, and we we're like, "Fuck it, let's just find out if it's healthy first. That's the most, of course, important thing." And that's like the anomaly scan, so they can like look at things like spina bifida and mm-hmm. the spine and all the the kind of technical stuff. And yeah. we went in, and there was the sonographer, but also a student doctor. Right. And the student doctor said, "Oh, I'm going to be doing." the scan today and and the sonographer is going to be keeping me right 
and we were like, that's cool, no worries. But also, you're brushing for a pee as well because you've got oh, to they have... fill you up with water you've for got the to, ultrasound. Yeah, they tell you to drink um, a litre of water before you go in an hour before. Oh, you just sit with a litre of water in you? I couldn't. <laughs> you let a bit out. I peed a little bit out <laughs> in the toilet. No but good, yes. Half an hour before... When I drank my litre, I was like, I said to my husband, I was like, no, this is hellish. I'm in so much pain. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know that if I pee right now, I'll be fine. I'll still need to pee once we go in. Yeah, yeah. So I did. Anyway, (laughs) went away. We sidetracked. I had no intention (laughs) of telling you that. But anyway, too much info. Um, So I went in. Student doctor says, right, I'm going to be doing your thing. And she then basically kind of went into great detail with every part of the baby. So was looking at fibia, tibia then all the organs and then she got to bladder and do you know that way that I was looking at it going is that what I think it is <laughs> maybe it is yeah, oh, I yeah, don't yeah. not nah, nah, just focus Kirsty focus okay. focus focus and then later on the sonographer said to her oh look he's trying to help you and I was like oh, did she just say he did she actually say he and I looked at my husband and he looked at me as if like blankly he hadn't picked up on <laughs> the he and then I couldn't help myself. I just blurted out, it's, it's that boy part. Mm-hmm. And they said, yep, yep. There's no denying that that is a scrotum there. <laughs> <laughs> a great line, never to be forgotten. <laughs> so yeah, we found out. Oh, and it's a pretty wee cool. boy. A wee boy, yeah. How cool. I know, I know. Because you've already got a girl. I do, I've got a girl dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's so sweet. That is cool. Um, Did you greet? One single tear fell from my eye. <laughs> Down your story face. <laughs> That's amazing. It's pretty cool. Can't imagine what it feels like. I know it's mad because you can feel it moving inside you. At the yeah, moment. kicking and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, how exciting. Yeah, it is a bit mad. And the thing is, like, it's the first grandchild for my mum and dad, and oh. the first grandchild for Neil's mum and dad as well. Oh, so it's a big family excitement. It's not it's like big, the next one. No, it's a big right. family excitement. Oh, that's great. Um. Well, I'm glad I've caught you before that all kicks off. I know. Because it wouldn't be time. I know. And I feel really lucky because because both sets, like my mum retired in December there. So, mm-hmm. and Neil's mum and dad have both retired. We've got a really, really kind of good support network. Sweet. Which means that once baby comes out, I don't need to be worrying about trying to find last minute, like a last minute nanny or someone that I trust with a baby. Yep. I've kind of got that there not everybody's that lucky absolutely not gratitude for that so i'm hugely hugely grateful for that amazing yeah well that seems a very sweet place to end yeah thank you for doing this pleasure thank you so big thanks to kirsty for taking the time as always and thanks to everybody who's who does things to make this show possible thanks to rosa duncan who does social media and more um at this point just kind of keeping me on my toes which is really good um and to all the guests um who have made time in their lives to come along and to all the listeners to you that's the main thing because without anybody listening uh, what's the point point? and i do often forget that people are listening so it's it's weird i'm sitting in this wee room on my own talking and you are going to hear it um i don't know how how i feel about that well i'm delighted but i don't know how to process it it's strange anyway anyway 
Um, I enjoyed talking to Kirsty and I'm glad that you've had a chance to listen to it. Now, please do follow me on social media. It's PitCCPod on Instagram and Twitter, PitCCPod. Uh, on Facebook, we do have a page as well. You just search Putting It Together, very simple. And send me stuff. If you want to chat to me directly, you can send an email to brian at puttingittogethercast.com. Puttingittogethercast.com is our main website and that's where you need to go if you'd like to make a donation to the ongoing running of the show which includes equipment that needs to be bought and also just general expenses um, and the fact that this is becoming um, fast becoming a, a job for me um, so yeah if you'd like to contribute to that then you can go to puttingittogethercast.com that's puttingittogethercast.com and look for the yellow donate button which you'll find on the front page right underneath the current episode it'll always be there you just click the yellow donate button and uh, everything's very self-explanatory from there and i'd really appreciate anything you can you can give towards the show um, many people are already donating and it's much much appreciated so uh that's about it from me i think uh, i'll leave you to your day and i hope that things are going smoothly for you I hope you're having a gentle time uh, and that you're able to to breathe and to drink water and to smell the flowers a wee bit proverbially and literally so i will speak to you next week same time same place another great guest i've got so many great guests coming up i'm very excited about uh, i've got a few weeks in the can ahead of time at the moment because i've got some time on my hands and that's a joy because i know what's coming um, and you don't haha but you're gonna enjoy it so thanks very much for listening to the show and i hope you have a great week cheerio now